Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> Today's episode of The Other Stories is The Walled Garden, written and narrated by Georgia Cook. A light breeze ruffled the grass, sending the scent of spring tumbling across the lawns and grounds of Calloway House. Visitors ambled between vibrant flower beds and blank-faced Tudor statues, watched at all times by the looming battlements of the house itself. Susan wiped the sweat from her forehead, pausing to take a generous lick of strawberry ice cream. The cone was already starting to melt, trailing sticky pink liquid down her fingers and wrists. Susan! Her mother's voice called from somewhere behind, floating across the crowd. Susan, darling! Susan scowled. She'd spent the morning stomping from room to room inside that dusty old house, fidgeting while her parents cooed over ancient beds and velvet curtains. Boring, historical nonsense. Eventually, she'd amused herself by swinging on a tapestry of a green and yellow tree, which had seen them all swiftly escorted outside by security, much to Susan's delight. At last, they'd reached the gardens, with its aisles of trailing flowers and sun-drenched grass. Susan had whined and wheedled until her father brought her an ice cream from the garden café. Susan had long ago learned the art of getting her own way. Often, all it required was the threat of a tantrum. Then... Prize in hand, she darted for freedom between her parents' legs, ignoring their cries. 
Now she skipped across a wide stone veranda, pausing to admire her reflection in a bubbling stone fountain, then ambled through an archway into a winding maze of flower beds. To the right, an ancient garden wall rose against the sky, crumbling and lopsided, its stones riddled with ivy. The beds here were filled with rhododendron bushes, the petals glinting purple and pink in the sunlight. Perfect place to hide. Susan glanced over her shoulder, considered a moment, then scurried off the path into the bushes. The flowers here were larger, fresher, their branches small and sharp. Susan waded between them, delighting as they crunched beneath her feet. She aimed a kick at a dangling flower, laughing as it burst into a shower of petals. She paused. A flash of brown had caught her eye, stark against the crumbling wall. There, in the shadows, concealed beneath the branches of an overgrown yew tree, was a door. Intrigued. Susan pushed away the ivy to get a better look. The door was old and small, just low enough for a child to pass through comfortably. Susan wondered why it was hidden away back here, and not flung open for visitors like the rest of the gardens. She gave the handle a tug. The door groaned open an inch. Warm sunlight trickled through from the other side. Susan pulled harder, ice cream dripping down her wrist as she strained against the rust of decades. At last the door jolted free with a shriek, trailing clumps of ivy and moss. Susan poked her head through the gap. Beyond the door lay a tiny garden, separated from the rest of the grounds by the stone wall. Unlike the gardens behind her, neat and military in their lushness, the plants here were a tangled mass. They overflowed the flower beds, throttling their neighbours, shriveled and straining. Desiccated flowers drooped against brittle leaves. Overzealous blackberry bushes stretched thorny limbs across the grass. No birds sang in the undergrowth. No insects buzzed between flowers. This was a world concealed. A world of floral ruin. Susan's nose wrinkled in disgust. She was about to stomp back to the path when a flash of colour caught her eye. At the edge of the garden, caught in a shaft of sunlight, a bush of bright pink flowers struggled for dominance. Its branches were brittle and shrunken, but the blossoms tumbling from its depths gave it a flash of life coating the grass around it like pink snow. Entranced, Susan ambled towards it, stepping over twisting brambles in the ankle-length grass. She bent to scoop a handful of tiny pink petals. Like them? asked a voice. Susan spun to face it, already preparing an expression of belligerent indignation. A woman stood on the edge of the garden. Susan hadn't spotted her, half-concealed against the wall in her grey-green overalls and broad straw hat, her dark hair tumbling in tangles beneath the brim. Susan recognised her as one of the house's many gardeners, distinct in their dirt-smudged uniforms. Susan stepped away from the bush, wiping her hands defiantly on her skirt. "'They're all right,' she shrugged. The gardener smiled. Her teeth looked curious in the shadows, almost green, like fresh moss. Is that so? she asked. Susan nodded. My gran has nicer ones in her garden. Great big roses, all red and pink. These aren't roses, said the woman, 
She moved closer, seeming to avoid disturbing even the smallest plant as she walked. Danirium oleander. Susan's nose wrinkled. What's that? The woman shrugged. A Latin name, chosen by sad little men trying to categorise the world into neat columns. Well, Susan sniffed. You're not very good looking after them. This place looks awful. To her surprise, the gardener laughed. It's not finished yet, she said. Is that why it's hidden? Susan asked. The gardener nodded. People come and go, but plants... Again, she smiled. Plants need fertile soil. Susan glanced sideways at the house, looming over the lawns with its dark little windows and faded tiles. Don't they give you watering cans and things? She asked, drawing on her vague understanding of gardens. The gardener's nose wrinkled. Oh, she waved a hand dismissively. I was here before all that. Susan's brow furrowed. Before the house? Oh yes, a silly little thing, constructed by stupid people who believed they owned this land. It was built by royalty, pointed out Susan, who had been impressed by the elaborate oil paintings photographed in the guidebook. She liked crowns. As I said, the gardener leaned closer. Susan could smell the lone green scent of her, like rotten leaves. "'Shall I tell you a story?' the woman whispered. Susan nodded. Suddenly it seemed as if the roar and bustle of the garden crowds had shrunk to nothing, leaving just the soft rustle of foliage. "'Once upon a time,' the gardener murmured, "'there was a spoiled little girl who ruined a beautiful garden.' Susan frowned, drawing backwards. "'I don't like this story,' she said the beginnings of a tantrum welling in her throat. Oh, but that's not where it starts. The gardener's eyes shone, brighter than diamonds, brighter than stars, brighter than fire left burning in an untended garden. Once upon a time, the gardener continued, the world from here to the ocean was nothing but forests, towering indomitable trees, ancestors to the saplings of today. So, muttered Susan. So, they had a mother, said the gardener. All things do, one way or another. Some mothers are cruel and unjust, but this mother loved her children very much. Her smile softened. The humans of the forest knew this too. They knew to treat the trees with respect, pacing the land as one might walk the cave of a tiger. She smiled fondly. In return for her calm, they gave the mother such gifts. Fruits and carvings, animal skins and the rich redness of blood. Susan shivered. The ice cream had dried on her wrists, sticky and uncomfortable. A chill breeze swirled across the garden, rustling the grass. The gardener's eyes never left her. Without Susan realising, she'd stepped closer, her boots entwined in the grass. One day, the sacrifice had stopped coming, she said. The soil grew dry and unkempt. Civilization crept in, 
unseeing and unkind. It swept the goddess from her hollow, felled her children, built roads through her sacred hills, sowed her wilderness into neat rows of horticulture, the gardener sighed, as if this part of the story pained her. But her children remembered. They knew what would soothe their mother. Something shifted in the shadows behind Susan's shoulders. A rustling softness, as if something were pulling itself slowly through the undergrowth. Susan wanted to turn, but she couldn't look away. Something about the gardener demanded her attention, as if to glance anywhere else were to tip the world into emptiness. Susan could see the fibrous growth she had mistaken for hair, the fractured black jewels in the middle of each eye, insectile, inhuman, like the eyes of a bee. They called across the land, the gardener whispered, even as their voices shrunk to whispers, even as they faded into mutilated hedgerows. They called to those unworthy of their mother's kindness, those who would once have stood upon the sacrificial altar. The gardener smiled a beautified smile, her eyes shining in the sunlight. They always come, the sacrifices. They always find the door. Susan jutted her chin, meeting the smile with a quivering frown. I'm going home, she piped. I'm telling my parents, and they'll have you fired. She turned, ready to flounce through the door back into the gardens, and froze. The door was gone. The house was gone. All that existed behind her was a wall of twisting branches and jagged stems. Shadows shifted in the darkness, undulating and strange, too fast to be human. Susan turned back. The gardener stood behind her, close enough to smell the turned earth stench of her skin. No, she smiled, revealing teeth as green and sharp as fresh thorns. You won't. When Susan didn't return that afternoon, her parents' annoyance turned to panic. They searched the gardens until closing time, called in security and police, but Susan never reappeared. The house and its magnificent gardens were closed for many weeks as policemen combed for clues, but no trace of Susan Harris was ever found. It was, said the papers, as if she had simply vanished into the hills. The public were at a loss. Except for the gardeners and tour guides, those who had worked at Callaway House long enough to remember, who simply nodded to themselves and continued their rounds, eyes downcast and grim. Fewer still paused to acknowledge the little wooden door beneath the yew tree on the edge of the garden, or the spray of pink petals spilling like blood beneath it. Slowly, the clamour surrounding Susan Harris faded from public consciousness. The gardens reopened. The crowds returned to walk the immaculate lawns. The world returned to normality. Except for a quiet corner of Callaway Gardens, where a door had opened in the crumbling garden wall, shaded beneath the bough of a leaning yew, unfamiliar even to the garden's most frequent guests. 
In the walled garden beyond, the flower beds ran rampant, threatening to overwhelm the borders. Leaves glistened with dew. Stalks rose strong and green. Flowers as large as cupped hands bristled with bees. But what drew the visitors past the door, producing murmurs of reverence and delight, stood dead centre in the middle of the lawn. A bush of tightly clipped leaves and honeysuckle, expertly carved into the life-sized form of a little girl, her eyes shaped from blooming ascadalias, her mouth an open splash of rose petals. Strands of ivy wound about her head in a tousled imitation of hair. Susan Harris, depicted in reverence, an unspoken memorial, a sweet, if strange, monument to a missing child. There were murmurings of taste and timeliness, but most visitors found the figure deeply moving. Occasionally, a child would complain of seeing a young woman in a hat and overalls, watching them from the shadows beyond the flower beds. Others would burst into tears at the sight of the hedge carving, and even their parents agreed that when the shadows hit it at just the right angle, darkening the eyes and widening the mouth, twisting the neatly clipped fingers, the statue of Susan Harris seemed almost to be reaching outward, grasping for anyone in sight. Just a trick of the light, they all agreed. An unfortunate optical illusion. In all other respects, it was a beautiful place. Whatever the gardeners were using to tend their plants, it was certainly working. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. The Walled Garden was written and narrated by Georgia Cook, edited by Carl Hughes of Music by North Without End and Tom Robson, and sound effect provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. A quick thanks to our community managers Joshua Boucher and Jasmine Arch, and to Carolyn O'Brien for helping with our submission reading, and of course to Ben Errington for crafting content masterpieces with the finesse of a social media Michelangelo. Georgia Cook is an illustrator and writer from London. She's the winner of the LISP 2020 Flash Fiction Prize and has been shortlisted for the Bridport Prize, Staunch Book Prize, Reflex Fiction Award, among others. She can be found on Twitter at at Georgia Cooked and on her website at georgiacookwriter.com. Zero Stories is a production of the Story Studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. Until next time. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough, Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.